I see a plaid. I see a jacket. There's something white and long. <laughs> what are these clothes? None of these are Daisy Dukes. Hi. Hello. Welcome to my basement. Oh, my goodness. It's cozy down here. Yeah. This corner. This yeah. corner. Is yeah. This little spot. It's one of those, like, Instagram moments where it's, like, the shot that you see versus the on Versus what you see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is cute. Anyway. Um, who are we? We are the Belladonna Watch Club. Come get cozy with us while we dig into iconic shows that one of us has never seen before. So... In this case, here we are with Jenny, who has never seen the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Believe it or not. How did I make it through the year 2000 without ever seeing the Gilmore Girls? I don't know. Yeah. So the rules are one of us has to come to the show with fresh eyes. And so this is Jenny's. Jenny's up first. That's me. I'm up first. And uh, I'm having a good time already. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a little bit hesitant whenever anyone... Uh, just outright suggests a show to me that they're absolutely love. Um, I'm actually really picky with my shows. I'm really picky with what I obsess over. Um, but I couldn't tell you what the distinctions are. So I'll love it or hate it. And I won't know until I check it out. Oh. <laughs> We're coming back with episode number two of season one. And this one is called The Lorelei's First Day at Chilton. So there are three major storylines happening here. So the first is that it is Rory's first day at Chilton. First thing in the morning and Lorelai slept in, didn't get her dry cleaning, and ends up wearing this just ungodly outfit <laughs> to, to Rory's first day where she has to go inside and meet the headmaster. And it's just so incredibly embarrassing for her uh which is made even more embarrassing by the fact that emily is there her mom is sitting there in the headmaster's office surprise mom attack so obviously emily won't let her live that down and keeps making jabs about it uh and everybody in the town is making jabs about lorelei's outfit as well like luke is like that's what you wore there and miss patty <laughs> is like that's where you wore to rory's first day and it's just so humiliating for her uh eventually she does end up getting her clean clothes from the dry cleaner and then everybody continues with the jabs oh that's what you should have worn and that's what you should have worn and meanwhile she looks knockout yeah she looks fantastic <laughs> <laughs> and so Lorelai is just living with the the humiliation of having shown up on Rory's first day looking like that uh, with like the tie-dye pink shirt and the daisy dukes uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and cowboy boots the cowboy boots you didn't have a pair of chucks in in the closet, like literally <laughs> anything. But like, anything we'll we'll come back to the outfit choice. Oh, all right. After the plot summary, <laughs> Rory is just in for like a whirlwind day because she kind of gets dressed down by Headmaster Charleston like right away about her abilities, not even her abilities, but basically saying that, like rightfully so, everybody here is extremely intelligent and very competitive, and it's just a high pressure environment mm. um and then she gets to meet some of her schoolmates which doesn't go well either so we meet paris geller for the first time and she's she's a lot uh and she gets very upset with rory right away like she already feels uh very threatened by rory because mm. uh, they have a lot of similar interests um with the journalism and 
possibly wanting to go out for the paper, even though Paris made that decision for her immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so she butts heads with Paris. She ruins her project. uh, And they're kind of trying to outdo each other in class. Uh, And then she also meets Tristan, who is making her extremely uncomfortable, calling him Mary all the time. And then the Emily side of things in this episode, that's sort of the third big plot point, is that Emily is, obviously we get, even from the very beginning with her being in the headmaster's office, Emily's overstepping and overstepping and overstepping. And so she's trying to buy Rory clothes. She wants to buy her a parking space. She wants to buy her car. Then all of a sudden, all of this, this like influx of involvement is happening. Mm -hmm. And... Rory, or sorry, Lorelai is just like, whoa, like this is almost culture shock for her because she's like, <laughs> what's happening, mom? Like, Definitely. no, but it's extremely inappropriate. Like, Absolutely. and wanting to install internet at their house, like, it just, she just kind of like kind of steamrolls this whole Rory Chilton situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, that's the first day experience for Rory at school and the whole situation surrounding that. To start the ball rolling. Yeah. Oh, yikes. So, what did you think? I, I, okay. My first thoughts were, do I ever remember thinking that private school was something glamorous and great and exciting? Um, Because I have a hard time, I'm having a hard time putting myself in Rory's shoes of like, Mm. yes, this is great. This is what I want. This is what I need. But I'm there for it. Um, I really, really liked um, getting to know a little bit more of the folks in the town. We got exposed to a few more of them. And uh, and just noticing just like little, little uh, relationship tensions and uh i think we're slowly pulling out a bit more of the narrative and the uh and the relationships that are at play here and uh i'm all in i'm i'm ready for more okay so we're dumping 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 (laughs) jumping and diving yes we're jumping right in (laughs) okay so we're jumping right into the outfit choice which i must say is one of lorelei's iconic moments like one of the long lasting legacies of Lorelai from the show it's like right at the beginning <laughs> this outfit for me it's just it's something that sticks in your head sure yeah oh, yeah okay. yeah I'm gonna get up early I was gonna get coffee I was gonna take a shower I was gonna pick up my clothes from the dry cleaners oh my god my clothes what I, I don't have any clean clothes 750. All my nice things were dirty. It's 716. Look at all those clothes. She's got plenty of clothes to what choose from, darling. What's the deal? <laughs> like, I don't see a pink shirt in there. Where did the pink tie-dye shirt come from? Like, what do we have? And I see a plaid. I see a jacket. There's something white and long. Like, what are these clothes? None of these are Daisy Dukes. And like, you know those days when you go into your closet and you're like, I have nothing to wear. It's just, it's not, it hasn't changed. You've got all your full closet and you're just going, I have nothing to wear. It's your daughter's first day of children. The pink tie-dye shirt is not the thing. <laughs> If everything in your closet is wrong, it's still wrong. Like <laughs> that just look at look at all of those clothes. I'm I Lorelai Gilmore, I can't believe you. 
Yeah, every time I see that episode, I'm like, no, but your closet. I can see the clothes. What are those clothes, Lorelai? Like, come on. It clearly, it, her, 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 her faulty wake up call was was just messing with her brain. Just I don't like know. Just not misfiring completely. Like, <laughs> completely. Just close these in on whatever. <laughs> Something about that scene that like struck me straight away was how weird it was for like how angry Rory was. I was really startled for a moment. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is, I thought she was chill. Like what is, what is this? What is this anger coming out of her? But then it's always the case when you're in a hurry, things aren't quite going right. It, you need to make the first impression and your tempers just flare. Tempers flare when time is running out. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But it was very, very weird to see her so angry so suddenly. Yeah. Well, we also don't have the backstory of their relationship, right? Because, like, knowing what we do so far of Lorelai, this is not the first time she's late. <laughs> like, so there's years and years and years of baggage. Yeah. For sure of Rory being, like, proper and on time and wanting to do things correctly in a certain way mm -hmm. and Lorelai being way more aloof. And so her, like, I'm sure she just just knew that her mom was going to be late and they tried to make all of these concessions mm. so that she wouldn't be. And then it was like, are you serious? Mom, it's my first day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm one to talk because I turn into a really scary monster when something out of my control is keeping me from being able to like make things run smoothly. <laughs> Toddlers! <laughs> yeah. Toddlers. Coworkers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I truly get it. <laughs> um, so then we kind of jump into what? Nothing. I just didn't know the, the actual outfit. All right, that's it. I'm bringing the baby pictures. No, I'm sorry. Where did that combo come from? <laughs> right? Literally a pair of sneakers, as you said, would have been better than our dear sweet Laura. What? <laughs> But I was thinking actually about what you said about private school. I, I genuinely did not know that our city had a private school at all. They have a couple. They have definitely a handful of private high schools. Mm -hmm. so, but I didn't know they existed. And so it's just not something I think that really ran in our circles. No. Like I thought it was only like a UK or American thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think I could pin out, pinpoint what any local uniforms look like like the uniform is the big dead giveaway isn't it and yeah. like I, yeah I, I couldn't i couldn't see any no that's and it you didn't see them often at the bus stops or no you know, at the but they seem to be all over media and all, yeah. all over you know the tv and movies and things and i don't think despite being a bit of a nerd and a goody two-shoes and a well-behaved young person and um, I really, really enjoyed like instruction and following the rules. Hmm. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> Not my experience. I um, I don't know. I think I, I, I still wasn't really enamored or um, at all interested in in private school stuff. But it, it maybe I got this feeling, this impression of eliteness. Yeah, there's definitely that. Yeah, yeah. And it's all, that all comes part of the package. And and I think maybe that was enough of a turnoff for me at the time. Um, I, I I couldn't see how I personally would benefit from a private school education. 
yeah, I can, I can understand that. Like having, had I known about private schools, it certainly would not have appealed to me. Mm. Maybe just the, the setting of a private school, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the large old stone buildings and, and it just feeling very like academia rather than a typical Ontario high school. Yeah. That would have appealed to me, just the aesthetic of yeah. private school. <laughs> yeah. And then there are these these movies and and series where like uh it's it's about the bad girl in private school and you know all the all the the sort of potentially raunchy things that happen between girls who are going to school together and like, you know, how can they be rebellious? And mm. it was always about rebelling against all the rules, which is just Un- unexpected, but I, g- I guess there's the intrigue there. <laughs> uh, the first private school person that I did meet was actually doing a lot of drugs. Oh, so that checks out. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> it's like, wait, you go to private? There's a private school. This you go to an all girls private school, and I was surprised because they were doing drugs. Mm. Life was imitating art. Yeah, there you mm. go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> So then we we get two children. Wow, that's really nice to meet. Mom. Mm. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing here? I came to wish my granddaughter luck on her first day of school. But Rory, you look wonderful in that uniform. The way that she walks straight past her. No, hello, Lorelai. No, even like, like no physical contact, nothing. Mm-mm. It feels so pointed. <laughs> It makes me wonder, um, have there been any occasions before this, like pre-show, where she would have actually paid this kind or this amount of attention to Rory? I mean, she doesn't seem like she's not a neglectful grandmother, but would there have been any other time, even in like, I don't know, elementary school or something, if she won an award, which I assume she might have. Is there any other time where she would be this attention giving and directed attention to Rory? Well, she wouldn't have been allowed to. And Lorelai wouldn't have told her about mm-hmm. any of these things happening. Oh, okay. So the only involvement that they have had in their life is what what they said in the first episode where it's a, a major holiday where they come for dinner and it's very formal and stiff. And mm. any day-to-day goings on, I, I don't think that they knew. Right. about it so right. and Lorelai would have flat out refused any assistance oh, okay. from them whatsoever or any lavishing of attention or gifts or anything like that she very much cut them out it was like this is my life these are my choices this is my daughter yeah. we see you as a formality but that's that's it wow yeah so I think that is why Emily goes like full tilt in the other direction Mm. because it is suddenly she has a chance to be involved yeah and she wants to start participating in her granddaughter's life in that way right um she takes it too far (laughs) (laughs) definitely but yeah you didn't have to come all the way out here mom well this gave me a chance to make sure that hanlon here takes good care of rory you're hanlon hanlon charleston even that part right at the where she says where she's so cozy and chummy mm-hmm. with the headmaster that even further feels like a almost a dig at Lorelai because she's reminding her that she's stepping into their world absolutely and so the fact that she's there I think is 
less for supporting Rory and more for kind of staking her claim on that aspect of their lives Mm. and the fact that she's friends with his wife and that the two golf together and all of that is just yeah like again pointed (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it's a, a seemingly rare opportunity for her to be like swimming around in in the big fish pool you know (laughs) like aha now i'm actually actively involved in in the elite circle and here's my granddaughter and it's 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 a a big rare big rare moment for her and and it's interesting to me to see just how how much she becomes or attempts to become a provider Mm -hmm. we'll see that a little bit later on um and how much her privilege allows her to be a provider. Yeah. It's an interesting position to be in. I, it's nothing I could ever, I, I would never be anywhere near a position like that. But what kind of joy is that bringing her, I wonder? I, I don't know if it's joy as much as pride. Pride. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, well, what you're saying about her like oh now i'm in the big pond and whatever she's all they're in the big pond already they they it's not this like new thing it's new to have her granddaughter as part of it that's the right. new part mm-hmm. but she's fully comfortable and like fully in like their their society mm-hmm. that's just who they are mm-hmm. um but having not been able to continue with lorelei because lorelei at 16 was like this life's not for me i'm out goodbye mm-hmm. and then so having the chance to bring Rory into it, that's what's really making her excited because she didn't get to have the same experiences as her her friends with mm-hmm. their children, like the big lavish weddings and being able to like have the baby showers and like all of that stuff that they're mm-hmm. because they just these women thrive on event planning. Like that's mm-hmm. what their their lives are. It's it's charity work, like it's philanthropy and event planning. And that's just what they do. Yeah. And so now I think Emily's treating Rory starting at Chilton as an event. Like it's something that she has to be involved with. There's tasks. There's like, you can't just like get for her. You can't just give the money and walk away Mm. because now there's things to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then it's Rory with the headmaster. Study journalism and political science. On your way to being... Christiane Amanpour. Really? Yes. Not Cokie Roberts? No. Not Oprah, Rosie, or one of the women from The View? No. Why do you wish to be Christiane Amanpour? Well, I don't wish to be her exactly. I I just want to do what she does. Which is? Travel, uh, see the world up close, report on what's really going on, be a part of something big. And to be part of something big, you have to be on TV? Being on TV has nothing to do with it. I know he's trying to goad her and to get like a meteor answer and to like really get what she's trying to do, but he's so condescending mm-hmm. and so sexist. Mm-hmm. The fact, I don't think he would say anything like that to a male student ever. Probably not. And that, I don't know if that's just because it was the 2000s. Like, I know that they, they've set it up to be insulting. And mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But it's so insulting. <laughs> it just makes me so mad. Because she she brought up somebody professional, intellectual, 
admirable. And then like, so like Oprah and all of that, but then he just, he diminishes her goals and her dreams. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just to prove a point or if he's actually sexist or what, but that, that drove me insane. (laughs) I think I agree. Absolutely. I agree. I was super, super impressed with how Rory handled that meeting. She did do very well. She, like that yeah. that's a skill set you can't teach. How to just how to be calm and like poised somehow. Like in as as much as like a an awkward six sixteen year old. How yes, old is she? 16. Yeah. An awkward sixteen year old can be poised. I think she did beautifully. There she wasn't even like stumbling over words. There were very few ums. She knew her answer. She knew her reasons behind her answer. And like that's conversational skill is a rare thing. Like she could, she could be the smartest person at her high school, the smartest person in town, um, but not be able to actually express that intelligence. And so I loved, loved seeing her be that sort of relaxed, even in the face of his sexist and like ageist i think as well like culturist um remarks um so i was super impressed well done rory yeah that's true that's that's a really really good point because i think had it been me and he would i would have started getting kind of angry right away Mm -hmm. and then that would have clouded my ability to formulate a, a proper response yeah because i I would just be like, how dare you? (laughs) Um, uh, And then I think I would have started to kind of doubt my own resolve or I would have started to crumble a little bit. Instantly. Instantly. Yeah. He was, he was going at her and she just stayed put, stayed true to her answers. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. She did a very good job actually. (laughs) (laughs) Sippy sip break. Please sponsor us, Bablé. (laughs) Honestly, though, I haven't really been drinking very much. Like, I haven't been drinking a lot of alcohol lately. Mm. And my new like, guilty pleasure instead, I just drink, like, sparkling water <laughs> all day. <laughs> and it's just, it's something nicer to drink than just plain water. Yep. And I don't want to drink pop. There's too much sugar for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to drink caffeine all day either. Like, I have my coffee and I have my tea. And it's just something that's different. Mm. And nice. And I go through so many of these a day. It's, <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where in 10 years, we're going to find out that it's just, it's like burning through the lining of people's stomachs <laughs> or something. And, I just, and it's, yeah, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> Could be in trouble. So uh, right after this, like pretty much as this is happening, the Paris and her two friends are trying to get dirt on Rory. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying like they're reading through her file they're seeing what she's interested in and then rory smashes her extremely impressive diorama yes i was like is that ceramic like yeah. the tower <laughs> the way that it's shattered i have to say i hate chaos causing mean girls mm. i mean i hate mean girls anyway blah, 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 blah. but the ones that will cause, like, they, they go through mischief and chaos. Like, mind your own business. <laughs> I just, I, it makes me so angry. And I get, I, I, like, I am now sick 
of seeing like meddling mean girls. Um, like just they're so like vindictive and just cruel for no reason for, at uh, all. None. For no no reason. But something I enjoyed about this scene, which is um Paris and another one of the mean girls, they're flipping through Rory's files, as far as I can tell. There's the addition of a girl there. Something I've noticed in the show is that there's almost always going to be some element of comedy or humor yeah. or lightness to every scene. And so what could be a scene of just two mean girls planning out how much chaos they're going to cause. Um, instead, we have the inclusion of this girl who's like, barely involved um just like one of the trio i guess just like along for the ride <laughs> and she's being like attacked by bugs and she's making these brief little remarks of like how uncomfortable she is just sitting in the bushes next to the open window like yeah that would be pretty damn uncomfortable wouldn't it and i'm, I'm noticing that more and more with this show and i'm really really enjoying that it just adds a nice sort of lightness and bearable quality somehow and it makes it very realistic yeah but you know the magic of television and all of that there'll be this like romantic moment somewhere everyone's outside it's june under the twilight so i'm like you would be eaten alive by mosquitoes right now <laughs> mosquitoes like, midges, what everything. no like this isn't this is obviously not real life and how dare you put these ideas in my head that i can have a romantic moment outside <laughs> in the evening in june you know yeah like, <laughs> yep, absolutely absolutely yeah so paris is intense Mm-hmm. and they butt heads right away and I don't understand why she didn't just admit to the teacher that there had been an accident in the hallway and like was when Rory admitted like she stood up and was like I'm so sorry I broke her project mm. Paris could have easily just been like yeah that that's what happened it was an accident she opened her locker and it fell it's not an excuse like I had it done but mm-hmm. that's it so love you, you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. And it's possible she was just trying to avoid needing Rory's help to put it back together. But that seems like a weird is this, punishment. Is like, this another point of pride? Like, does she does she not want to claim any involvement with Rory at all? Even though I I love that. Okay, I have to say I love that Rory actually gets the opportunity to speak and say what happened. I think that's some mature writing that like. You know, if in in any like weaker script or weaker scene, um, she would just be silent or never actually get to express what's going on, or she would just clam up. That happens far too often in shows where you're like, just say what happened, say tell the truth. We know what happened. So I like that she gets that opportunity, but then it doesn't get to solve the scene because Paris is so avoidant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's very pig-headed. Mm. Silly Paris. Mm-hmm. Silly Paris. <laughs> Silly girl. Silly Paris. <laughs> so here we have Tristan. That first day. Well, Rummy's class is rough. Yeah, it seemed very intense. You know, I could loan you my notes if that would help. Really? That'd be great. Yeah? How great? I don't know. Mr. Remy said that getting someone's notes would be... I could even help you study if you want. Um, I kind of view studying as a solitary activity, but thanks. So when 
I watched this episode again, I thought immediately back to our last episode where you talked about how you wouldn't trust the advances of like a cool popular guy and feel like there'd be these like ulterior motives or feel like it's ingenuine. And then right away, here in comes Tristan, who's like, this is what Jenny would expect from like teenage 16-year-old Jenny would expect from yeah, an attractive I was, guy. <laughs> I was watching this show and I'm like, don't do it, Rory. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I like I smacked my forehead no when he just kept coming closer yeah okay I realized eventually that you know the Mary nickname is a is a thing but like dude won't even get her name right okay (laughs) (laughs) that made me so angry and just oh no I was not ready for Chad Michael Murray yes it's Chad isn't it oh my god I was not ready for him I was not ready for him to be such a creep yeah he is extremely such a creep (laughs) and even the first time watching the episode i knew that the mary was on purpose Mm -hmm. like i knew it wasn't him just using a random name and like oh she said rory but i'm mistaking it for mary and i'm gonna run with it like i knew (laughs) that it wasn't that it's just so it's gross i'm gonna skip ahead a little bit because i do have a clip from when lorelei explains to rory the mary thing Mm. which i'm surprised she didn't pick up on right away. I don't know if it's just that she was so in the whirlwind of this is a first day and I have this mean girl and I have these giant study notes and I don't know what's going on. And I don't think she's that clueless. She's so smart. She just yeah. got accepted to Chilton. I mean, it went over my head, but that's me. <laughs> I didn't get it. Weirder than other guys? Yeah, they kept calling me Mary. You're kidding me. Wow. I can't believe they still say that. Why? What does it mean? <laughs> Mary, like... Virgin Mary. It means they think you look like a goody-goody. I really like kind of the pity in Lorelai's face when she's telling her that. She's like, oh, honey. like, <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know something funny or something I find funny about the script in that scene is that Rory mentions these guys mm. and they kept calling me Mary. It's just the one guy, as far as I can tell, who's actually bothering her about it. And I don't know. I mean, I'm just making guesses. I haven't seen the rest of the show. But, like, that's a thing I do. A lot of people do when they don't want to specifically talk about this one person who's on their mind. It'll Mm. be like, all of the boys treat me this way. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's just the one. So I'm intrigued by that use of 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 pronoun <laughs> um i'm intrigued by that line hmm. why 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 so i do remember in one of the earlier scenes while it was only tristan speaking he had a couple of guys with him yeah. who they all had their sort of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. so i feel like it they probably all were or at least were like in on it even though he was the one who was like in her face yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe Rory's learned from last time that if she mentions any one singular boy, that her mom's just gonna be on her shoulders about it. So maybe yeah. she's learned and he's avoiding. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you about this creep who just cornered me in the hallway. So 
after we've been introduced to Chilton and sort of the ways of the the, the ways of the hallways there, um, we end up back at Luke's. So uh, <laughs> Lorelai is still in her great funky cowgirl <laughs> short shorts gear, um, but we're back at Luke's. And I mentioned last time that having a place like that, like a central place that we always return to, just provides this little comfort thing. And I, I really found that when we got back to Luke's in that scene after the horrors of Jilton, I just felt safe here. Hmm. I felt safe. I felt like, ah, okay, we can all be ourselves in this environment. And like she wanders in with her shorts and her t-shirt and her cowgirl boots. Um, you know, she can just drop the act, drop any kind of pretense. And, and we're, yeah, we're safe again. We can, we can have our wit and our banter and, you know, Luke's pulling her leg. But even that, even the conflict there of him teasing her that like, there's no coffee. You're going to have tea. Uh, and she's, she's just like, Death. wait, Brit for a wait, why? Like he actually gets her. In he the does. End. Like, I love that. Mm, he does. But like, even, even the con, the conflict is like low stakes yeah, or it's, very it's, light. it's over. Yeah. It's over very quickly. Um, and that was just such a nice little, oh, I can breathe again. <laughs> yeah. Because the big foreboding, scary building with scary administrators and <laughs> oh God. All of that, like that's behind her now. She can move on with her day. She's going to Luke's. It's like the reset, yes, of the day. Absolutely. Speaking of actually the outfit and being at Chilton, she ends up meeting a Chilton dad there. So she bumps into somebody. This and, guy, right? <laughs> oh, so she meets this guy, and he's hitting on her because she is Lorelai and she's beautiful and she's wearing tiny clothes. <laughs> and, which, by the way. She has like a sash for her jacket. Why? Why does she just walk around with a courtyard like, like a cape? <laughs> like, this is the outfit I chose today, but don't look at it. Like so mild flasher vibes. <laughs> like she could, she should, and she tied it up for when they went into the headmaster's <laughs> office. So why does she just be like, I'm out of the jeep, gonna like air out a little bit before I go in? <laughs> and so she meets this dad, who seems very friendly, and. He's 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 not intimidating and he's not coming off creepy. He's he's I would say he's confident. Um, but this clip actually, because I see your face and I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I already, at least I think I know what you're thinking. So we're gonna play the clip and uh we'll go from there. <laughs> Wondering if maybe I could take you out to dinner sometime. We're a little food obsessed, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the company more than the food that interests me. I'm flattered. Is that a yes? That's a, you're a dad. And you're a mom, although I'm still finding that really hard to believe. <laughs> no, I mean, you're a Chilton dad. Ooh, that sounds bad. Not bad, just tricky. You know, Rory just started there, and I think I should let her fall in with the bad crowd before I start hooking up with the PTA. <laughs> okay, so I have two things to say about this scene slash this man <laughs> mm-hmm. was is he what was considered stereotypically attractive to a modern woman in 2000 i don't know i think it was because you look back onto like some movies and it's the the salesman the business guy the suit the tie mm-hmm. and i think of professional men back then and as much as in 
today, 2023, he's a little bit sleazy. He seems inauthentic. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I perceive him. But she's not perceiving him that way. She mm-hmm. is lapping it up. And I think that that was considered very attractive. Mm. That, like, I'm a confident white man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm clean shaven. I've got a great fitting suit. And uh, he he rubs me the wrong way. Totally. Up and down. Just bad. Just, he rubs me backwards. Thing. <laughs> oh, God. No, I didn't like him at the start. I didn't like him when he showed up again. He just pushes and pushes. He cannot read her signals. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and and profess like I'm some... flirting genius expert because I am far from it. I don't know how to pick up signals if they dropped on my foot, you know? Um, No, I don't like this guy. Um, But I wonder, okay, because Lorelai just said there, I'm flattered. Yeah. Is she though? Oh, she is. Is she flattered? Oh, yeah. And so like you were saying that he's not picking up on her signals. Her body language and her eyes and her like playfulness. She was flirting with him okay. at the school. She was living like she was living for his attention. Mm. She thought he was hot. She thought he was like super attractive. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, and so, but I think he he thought that he had a chance, and she was she was into it. Like, let's play that clip again, like right at the beginning. Like you could see. She's not like, ooh. She's like, she wants to, but she thinks it's complicated. I was also wondering if maybe I could take you out to dinner sometime. We're a little food obsessed, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, like the, the way she's giddy. Food that interests me. Mm. I'm flattered. The good? way that she's staring at him, uh, right in his eyes. Her body language is towards Although him. I'm still mm-hmm. finding that really hard to. Okay, so without the sound. Look at her eyes. Look at her smile. She's not closing herself off. She's gazing right at him. She's looking at him intently. Mm. I think she was extremely attracted to him okay. and would have been willing to go out on a date with him. Okay. Uh, had it not been for the complication of Rory's school. Sure. Which brings me back to the previous episode where it was the, did you do something slutty? comment right. that Rory had made and so in this episode it's clear where Lorelai's priorities are mm. and so they've already from the very first episode shifted away from Lorelai is promiscuous despite being a single mom right who whose priorities are kind of all over the place mm. it's already changed and I really like that because she's saying, no, this is going to make things weird with my daughter mm. and her school. And so I think it, I didn't remember it being such a quick change. Mm-hmm. But that's why in the first episode where they were like, did you do something funny? Oh, I'm not that happy. Like that, that exchange really threw me. Yeah. Because like that's this episode is the Lorelai. I know. Okay. In terms of her, her dating life. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me how quickly she sort of set up her own boundaries and uh and limits and her own personal rules on like what kind of uh involvement she will have in like in her daughter's 
educational space and her like her school life um, when it comes to socializing that that you know she's not even she's not even taking the the mo- she's not going to even risk testing the waters first mm-hmm. she's already decided like okay no this is the line i draw between my social life my romantic life potentially and my daughter's school life scene mm-hmm. i have nothing intelligent to say because i'm trying not to think too far ahead <laughs> yes no spoilers <laughs> no please. none at all but what I noticed, and I think probably the reason why I didn't read it as her um, flirting back or being like so drawn back is that I'm already really impressed with how every time that we've seen Lorelai at work, she is the total opposite to any of the scenes with, with her mom. When we see mm. her at, at work, she is an absolute queen. She's like, she's a mediator, a problem solver, like quick thinking on the spot. She's, um, she is the lady in charge and like puts her foot down. Her, what she says goes. And if she needs to do some kind of witty maneuvering to make that happen, it does. Mm-hmm. And her confidence comes out in the way that she speaks to clients and difficult clients as well. She's still... Like she looks them in the eye and she says, she says things straight. And, uh, and so I, I think I was just seeing a lot more of, I was just seeing a continuation of that kind of confidence, but like, oh, customers don't usually come up to me with dinner plans. <laughs> like, um, so I think that's how I read it. But again, we've already established that I can't read flirtation clues, clues at all. <laughs> what I find interesting about, about that is that for the most part, the client interaction or problem solving that we have seen Lorelai do mm-hmm. has been with men. Oh, true. So the plumber yeah. and saying, you know, just kind of talking him down from having to charge them for the work that he didn't do. Mm-hmm. And the conflict with the man and the valet. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really setting up that. Lorelai has this charisma and magnetism that draws men in. Absolutely does. And that's not saying that she necessarily is only like that with men because, you know, she can talk like that with Suki and she can, Mm -hmm. but the dynamic is very different. And I think that she knows that she has this magnetism and she uses it to her advantage. Right. And that I think she turned on the charm for the man at school because she's used to turning on the charm for the men. Mm -hmm. And that's where the signals got crossed a little bit. And so she likes the attention. She loves the attention because she's Lorelai Gilmore. She just, (laughs) she wants the attention on her terms. Yeah. And I think she was just like living for this man coming up to her work and trying to ask her out when she knew she's still like, she didn't feel threatened Mm. because she was still charming and happy and was able to calmly talk to him about her reasons and all Mm -hmm. of that. Um, But she, she was loving every second (laughs) of that interaction, even though it was her having to reject him. Cause then she goes to Luke's and talks to him about it. And she's proud that he came Mm -hmm. to talk to her. Uh, Cause otherwise that conversation with Luke would have been like, Ooh, this creepy dad came and I didn't like it. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How how would she have how would she have described the event to Luke if she had really been feeling uncomfortable in that in that yeah. exchange? And so she likes to feel wanted. She likes to feel noticed. She likes to feel all of, you know, beautiful and attractive. Like, who doesn't? Mm. But she also likes to be in control. Mm. So the fact that she, like, puts her her energy out there, her magnetism, and then it's like, nope, shutting it down. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> see you later. And this is her. She puts her foot down. She is the lady in charge when she's at work. Boom. That's where she is. Brilliant. Yeah. Until we do see her be this way with Emily. She's still shaky. She still wavers. Mm -hmm. But she's putting her foot down with Emily after the DSL. Imagine, imagine getting a call from your neighbor and your parent has like ordered changes to your home without your consent. I, I was like, I would be fuming. I, I was stunned. First of all, <clears throat> I'm making myself out to be such a dummy. But I swear, I have some intelligence. But it took me a very long time. It took me until a few scenes later to realize what a DSL is. I, was, I, I wasn't sure if I was just missing out on some like obscure, weird, like rich person technology or... At the time, <laughs> it must have been. It must have been. Yeah. 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 2000. I don't know. I was... My it was dial-up before that, DSL, I think. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was quite young. And I was not the person in charge of the internet <laughs> services at the house when I was 11. Um, oh, no, it wasn't you with the clipboard at the no. signing for the serviceman? It wasn't. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe DSL was, you know, like when Five came out, Five was like, ooh, mm. you don't even have access to <laughs> It's kind of an we're invasion. Gonna get, we're going to get people coming at us in the comments about internet i'm sure <laughs> but then lorelei does confront her yes yeah that's the last straw i would have been out of my mind oh my god well and especially to arrive home and see the servicemen there already and like and they've been given instructions about where to find the the house key yeah, or the something and like what an invasion of privacy right imagine coming home and there are two strange men that you did not ask for Looking for your spare key and given like explicit details of where to find your spare key, which by the way, they can come back anytime. <laughs> yeah. Like if it wasn't Stars Hollow, <laughs> they wouldn't have a spare key under a turtle. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it, ooh, that gave me the ick. I do want to say that this is another example that I'm, I'm picking up so many of these examples in the show where like, Side characters are tertiary characters, even like the servicemen. Even they get funny lines and quirky characteristics. Yeah. And I think that's such a great way to just like build a rich and interesting cinematic world. Um, and I'm I'm loving all these little touches is just making it so much more endearing and, and warm to me. Yeah, because they could have just been like, oh, that's weird. And yeah. then like left yeah or something yeah. you know you can easily just write in like okay well we just need a guy to be here and he's just like the dull bland totally yeah. uninteresting but no you, you can tell that those characters have 
a backstory. They've got the rest of their day to be getting on with. And yeah. they've had a phone call earlier in the day and blah, blah, blah. But they said it was a frog. It's a turtle. Are you sure? And she's like, it's my house. And <laughs> yes. there's a key and it's a turtle. And he's like, are you sure? It said it was a frog. Like, There's no skimping on character building here. And I'm living for it. Yay. <laughs> and I'm living for this. What on earth? You're not buying us a DSL. Lorelai, this is hardly the place. I canceled the order, and it's not happening. But Rory needs the internet for her school. We have the internet. Well, this is faster. Well, we like our internet slow, okay? We can turn it on, walk around, do a little dance, make a sandwich. With DSL, there's no dancing, no walking, and we'd starve. It'd be all work and no play. Have you not seen The Shining, Mom? What on earth are you talking about? Also, there will be no cars, no parking spaces, and all the uniforms will be supplied by me, the mother. That's final. There will be no discussion. You're being stubborn as usual. I... First of all, I adore how far Lorelai takes her points. Like with the <laughs> no dancing, no sandwiches. We would starve. Have you not seen The Shining Mom? Like <laughs> she just keeps going and going and going. And it's not repetitive. It's not like just saying the same thing over and over again. I just love how far she takes it. I admire that so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a skill. It's an art. Would that we could all form. have a script writer for ourselves. Yeah, right? <laughs> And I really like the fact that, again, Emily is just so oblivious to her, the impact of her actions, like to her, like she said at the very end, this is Lorelai being stubborn. This isn't, maybe I did overstep. There's no introspection. There's no conceding to having maybe crossed a line. Mm -hmm. This is just Emily thinking that everything is totally fine <laughs> and I do nothing wrong and Lorelai should be grateful and happy that I'm trying to do these things and you're just being stubborn. That is not appropriate. No. Like none of it's appropriate. What's great in this scene visually is the visual drastic differences and the visual clues for the differences between Emily and Lorelai. So Emily's there in the beauty salon with like this sort of old school robe thing wrapped around her. She's got her hair. She's clearly getting a, a perm done and rather old fashioned, let's say classic style perm. She's got the, the hair dryer thing over her head. She looks like she just came out of like 1945 or something, you know, yeah. or maybe a little bit later. Um, she looks like the old school, the traditions, the everything. And in walks Lorelai in her, amazing like millennium turn of the millennium gorgeous hair her beautiful fitted um skirt suit mini skirt mini skirt those legs for days incredible incredible and her her hair is just glorious and like and dark and modern and her her lipstick so she just comes in this burst of like of new new world energy yeah and and i just love these visual clues that we get i love finding them in um in tv and media and in, in movies and i just really loved seeing it here i also well. really like the way that they uh they set up the scene mm -hmm. where emily was sitting down and lorelei was standing yes. so if they had been face to face mm -hmm. i think lorelei would have had a harder time charging head on with her points totally. because then she would have been slightly more intimidated, I think, by her mom. 
Whereas when Emily's sitting down, she can look her in the eyes and be like, you're doing this. You're in a place of vulnerability because you're stuck in this chair and you've got this thing on your head. Absolutely. And I'm coming to you at the salon because I can get to you there and you don't want to make a scene you're not going to yell at me at the salon mm -hmm. in front of your your peers your old rich ladies are not gonna see the big scene that you're gonna make back at me because you need to be poised and you need to be respectable yeah actually it's interesting that you bring up in in public and in front of in front of her peers um because i've we've all we've already noticed um like at the beginning of this episode uh the scene moves from the headmaster's office where Emily is, of course, putting on her, 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 her air, I suppose, yeah. and, and, and behaving and, and showing off, um, and speaking to, um, speaking to Lorelai in still a very cutting way, but near enough ignoring her, um, because she's on display, she's performing. Yes. And then as soon as it's just her and Lorelai in the hallway, she goes into just rude, cruel mom yeah. and and just so I can't imagine her saying any of those things in public in no. front of anyone who who might hear. And it's just such a I feel like this is something we're going to see a lot more of this, like performing politeness mm -hmm. versus the behavior one on one. Yeah. And that is 100 percent part of what drove Lorelai away from the family, right? Okay. Like, as it would, because it's it's appearances matter more than your own feelings and your your desires and preferences and your daughter and your relationship. <laughs> like the appearances matter so much. And it's not about how they can work together. It's about how she can maintain a certain reputation. In this uh, altercation, verbal altercation between uh, Lorelai and Emily, um, Lorelai says something along the lines of um, she will always work out her own mm. problems. Mm -hmm. And and I picked up on this again towards the end of this episode where... So that seems to be Lorelai's way that she she will work out her own problems and that is that, that's how she plans to move forward that's how she plans to parent and and then we see that in play uh later on in the episode towards the end of the episode when she's going over stuff with with Rory and Rory's expressing things that have gone wrong um at at school and what the issues are that are arising Lorelai offers her help um, asks, is there something I can do about it? And Rory just says, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to see if I can figure it out myself. And, and she lets her do that. And that's again, so refreshing to see between like a mother and daughter and parent child, just to see that represented that we're not getting controlling We're we're getting a, a new version of, of parenting and a really interesting one that that works for them so she is she is true to her word like this is how she wants to figure things out herself and do things her way and she also wants her daughter to be able to do that too and that's i, I like seeing that kind of um conviction conviction sure yeah, that's a good word yeah i like seeing that kind of conviction it's 
it, to me, it's not just an old versus new way of parenting. It's almost coinciding with or in conjunction with a class, a class difference. Yes. So like middle class, hardworking, like more of the like American dream style mm -hmm. family, the like nuclear suburbia family where it's like you work hard, you do your thing. Whereas then there's the upper class where it's like, do you know who I am? Let me go talk to them. I'm going to fix your problems for you because I have influence and status and power and that yeah. social dynamic of people who have money, which Lorelai always wanted to run away from because she didn't embody those values. Right. And so it's not just a new way of parenting because I think that there would still be wealthy parents that her, are her age that if there was a problem with a classmate or it's just something like that, they would immediately be like, oh, we need to intervene. We need to talk to the, do you know who I am? We need to talk to the principal and like, we're going to pull our funding or like whatever mm -hmm. those things are. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's like a class difference as well. Definitely. Yeah. That's such a good point. Okay. So now that we've met more characters mm -hmm. and now that we have built up a little bit more of our personalities, who is your favorite character? Patty. I am in love with Patty. I think she's really intriguing. I, I might be giving her more of a backstory, like building up a mm. backstory in my head, but just the little doses and hints at her life and her like inner workings and inner mind mm -hmm. is thrilling to me. Um, we have a clip or two, don't we? We do. <laughs> uh, something that I actually think is really fun about her personality or her character is that she's almost always, if not exclusively, I'm not 100% sure, Miss Patty. Oh, that gives her even more of a, a caricature. She's Miss Patty. Go off, girl. And I just adore that about her. <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving Day parade. You're standing on Fifth Avenue. There's a hundred beautiful boys marching in place behind you. And there you are. You are out in front with your fabulous legs and your perfect tush. Your baton is on fire and the crowd goes nuts. Okay, cookie time. <laughs> Hi. Something just before we get into your love of Miss Patty, something yeah. I actually really love about this scene is all the different shoes that the girls are wearing. Look at them. Yeah. That makes it so believable. That makes it just like, you know, small town people are just sending their kids to this school dance school and whatever they've got to wear on their feet, they've got to wear on their feet. Some of them can afford ballet shoes. Some of them just like you got to wear your sneakers and go to dance class. <laughs> like go see Miss Patty with what mm -hmm. you got. Mm -hmm. What I'm getting from this here is that, one, she's a wonderful teacher, mm. I think. I think she has such an active imagination and she delivers it with such passion that, to me, that's a brilliant teacher. You know, it's it, it helps get students, young students, invested. Maybe they're a little bit young. <laughs> For that kind of a that kind of an imaginary fantasy scenario, but I I'm loving this sort of this this imagination that she has, and I what was 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 this like a a past life for her? Is it just a fantasy life for her? I don't know. I have a lot of questions for her, but but just this these places that her mind is going to, and the passion with which she's sharing it, and then. When it's over and it's cookie time, 
<laughs> that line, it was like, it's almost gross because she's teaching children. And I know it's like, I know it's not about them. Like, that's not the angle that I'm getting at. But the fact that she just like is getting herself so worked up that she's like, oh, okay, now I need to smoke. Right. <laughs> like, fat, fatty. It's, but it's cookie time for all, right? Yeah. You know, they get their cookies. All right, you've done well. Every, I mean, no one's goofing off. So clearly she's held their attention somehow in some kind of way. Um, yeah. It didn't actually occur to me that it was like them having a break and getting cookies. Yeah. I thought it was just like her calling her cigarettes cookies. And no. that was like her weird, no. like, I'm just going to step outside and have a cookie. Like <laughs> they all wander off. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think yeah. they would have had outrage if she said it's cookie time and the kids are looking around like, where are the cookies? She's outside <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Yeah. We want some cookies. Like, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. No, no. Everyone, everyone gets a break. Everyone's done a great job. It's cookie time. I was so distracted by her going out to smoke that and like saying cookie time with that that I didn't actually process that there were probably actual cookies for these little ballerinas <laughs> oh there must be there had absolutely to must be. they're gonna be from the bakery down the street of course with the round cakes yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> well, that's a new Harry Potter on your heads if they should drop Harry will die and there won't be any more books now that's how you should have dressed this morning missing Again, just genius teaching technique here. This is brilliant. It's brilliant. Of course, it's the if it's two thousand, these kids care oh about yes. the new Harry Potter on their head. Like, what a genius! What an absolute that she's. <laughs> she to me is a natural teacher, a natural leader, and someone who you know will understand the deepest depths of your issues. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I'm, a, I'm a big, big fan of Miss Patty. <laughs> I really like that with those two clips, we got like the before and after of Lorelai, which is the point of those clips. I, yeah. But I think it's really funny because like Lorelai and then Lorelai. <laughs> I just really like that. True. Yes, for anyone uh, anyone listening at home and without the visual, uh, the first scene, of course, is a comment on, uh, on Lorelai's wonderful ensemble, uh, the cowgirl ensemble. Yeah. Uh, and we we eventually get a nice little comeback or a nice little um, <laughs> comment from from Miss Patty on the the beautiful beautiful yeah. blue skirt suit set. Yeah. It's like that's what you should have worn to Chilton. <laughs> yes, I know, Miss Patty. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have a lightning round for you this week. Okay, that's fine. Um, I did just ask you who your favorite was, so I think I already know the answer to this. But now that we've wrapped up episode two, who's your least favorite character? That guy. <laughs> uh, so, oh god. Um no. Oh god. What is his name? Tristan. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. He's Chad or he's Tristan. Oh no. Either is is bad. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 really rubbing me the wrong way. Um and I I'm I feel like this is not the last we're going to see of him and I'm very very nervous. You like their classmates are gonna bump into each other more. Like you know that that's gonna be a thing. Bad news, real bad news. All right. Well, uh, next episode, obviously, we're going to continue. We're gonna do episode three of Gilmore Girls, possibly still together in my basement. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, while you're still here visiting us, are you having fun? 
Oh, very much. Oh, very much. <laughs> well, we have been the Belladonna Watch Club. I hope you've had a good time hanging out with us. I hope you come back next week, next Thursday yep. on YouTube and wherever you stream your podcasts. Awesome. Bye. Bye. And I hope you'll catch us next Thursday on YouTube or wherever you get your blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 Wherever you go, we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>